Hey everybody, this week we're talking music, streaming, and the modern world of music consumption. Stay tuned. Julie, do the thing. Modern Beat. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Modern Beat. Would you kindly shut your noise hole? Exterminate. All systems go, Michael. Give it your bottom. Uh, hell with this. Modern geekdom. Good evening, gentlemen, ladies, other people. Good evening, ladies. You calling a lady? No, I was speaking to the the royal gentlemen and ladies, not the uh, not the immediate. Do we maybe have mm. one lady that listens to this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say there's three. There is exactly two and a half women, and this goes out to you. You know. So th- thank yeah, thank yeah. you for supporting. And uh, I'll do yeah. half of you. So yeah, you got your shout Any out tonight. Hey, we got a new Twitter follower the other day. A lady really? or a gentleman? I, no, it, it was a. Okay. I would assume a gentleman. Yeah, Mo- Muhammad something. Even if it was a lady, it was a bot. It's the a, internet, a male bot. So. It, it certainly <laughs> yeah. could be. It certainly could be. Well, hopefully it is. I'm gonna be glass half full. We got a new Twitter follower. That's uh, that, yeah, cool. You know what, Kevin? That's one of the many reasons why I like you. Finger guns. <laughs> Finger guns. <laughs> yeah. Your Second Amendment can't take away my finger guns. <laughs> the right to bear finger guns. I, or the right to a bear's arms, depending on your reading. Including, I think that would be amazing. Including the finger guns attached <laughs> to those bear's arms. Right. Oh, my God, dude. You just Bare-handed uh, finger guns. <laughs> that's a new state of the art, man. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, you're right. a visionary. It's getting so, though. <clears throat> I, uh, yeah. So, today's topic. We're going to talk about uh, media, uh, not media, music consumption. Uh, and the the really the change in that consumption or potentially even lack thereof, depending on what your experience has been uh, with the advent of streaming music services and the red, you know, more readily available, um, you know, media library platforms. Uh, you know, I think it's high time to have a conversation because uh wasn't all that long ago it was about a little over a month and a half ago it might be two months at this point getting close to two months that uh you had that lawsuit that was filed by uh metallica over in napster oh and uh i you know i, I thought that was i thought that was going to be a good it, it was you know i don't know what it was <coughs> almost 20 years at this point since that happened the good old was, days the yeah. good old days you know what's interesting you know what's interesting about that situation is that, like, as a young music fan, I, when that when that went down, I think that I was thirteen or fourteen, and you know the general trope. Among, well, it was in two thousand, so you were what? Oh no, I was ten. Nine. I I think yeah, well, April I, April of two thousand. You had a lot so of opinions. Wow. <laughs> Almost ten. Wow. Okay, but here, so okay, so I started playing guitar when I was twelve. So this is what it must have been. So that happened then. I found out about it when I started playing guitar because it was in like, you know, kind of recent pop culture. Yeah. Um, so I remember the general the general opinion amongst like my musician friends was always like the like, 
oh, what? You got enough money, man. Like, you're trying to sue Napster. Like, why can't you give us your stuff for free? You're like a millionaire. But now it's funny looking at what the way that streaming and uh, and and the various modern platforms, what they've done to the, the proverbial little guy in the world of music is, you know, it's uh, not that there's not some positives to it because there definitely is, but like, what a crushing blow that's been dealt to the music industry yeah. in general. You know? So, and and this is kind of why I wanted to have this conversation because I I truly feel that while uh, you know Napster and and any of the other um, you know file sharing sites yeah. had their impact and yeah. and you know did did a lot to really kind of negatively impact the music industry and change it not necessarily for the better one of the things that i that i think you know blossomed from that is this kind of culture that we're in right now where you have streaming music um and not only um not only sites like you know pandora and things like that that are basically just you know kind of catered you know, almost radio stations based on the sub, you know, the individual band or things that you want to like, and their algorithms calculate. You know, if you say you want to play a Lincoln Park station, that they're also going to play, you know, Breaking Benjamin for you or something <laughs> like. You know, it's sure. oh, you're right, my you wheelhouse. Know. Well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and it, you know, one of the things that I that I like about this, and it, and it's not that. I want to chop albums up because I, I, especially for when, and and I think Ty, you could probably speak better to this because you've been a part of creating an album. The, the, I feel like the artist has something that they're trying to say most of the time with the albums that they're creating. So it's not, you know, even though the singles may be nice, you may really like the singles on an album that come out. You want to take some time and actually digest the album as a whole. Um, Most because of them are I, made I, that way, you, you right? And and I think that's that's the biggest difference, though, from that that has come out of this of availability of music, you know, at, at a far greater level than it was when I was growing up in in the middle '90s. Like, yeah, All I right. could go through and and record things on a cassette tape off of the radio but that wasn't really doing justice any better to the artist than somebody just downloading an individual song i i think from that standpoint that that avenue has always been available it's just how quickly you can get to it what i like about the streaming services now and i you know i i have the 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 vast majority of my experience with it is on amazon music um but what I like about it now is I can go out and if I hear a new song, I can go out, like, say, um, I'd have to find it, uh, but I, I don't want to sit here and, and pause on it. I can go out and if I hear a new song, I can sit there and say, yeah, you know what? I want to get that song and I can pull up my phone. And I can download that song onto my phone through Amazon Music because as a Prime member, that's one of the the perks yeah. of. And I actually have signed up for Prime Music, the additional subscription service, also 
but I can go out and I can download it onto my phone, so I can play it anywhere offline. But one of the other nice parts about that is that it gives me the option on the vast majority of the songs that are available like that, I can download the whole album that sure. it comes from. Yeah. So it, it, it allows me to not only pick up that song that caught my ear and that I like, but I can, I can go through and, and actually grab hold of the remainder of that album and actually listen to that album and take that time as well, yeah. knowing that, you know, yeah, I like this single, but I want to hear the rest of it also. Yeah, and sure. I, I've had, fits. you know, right. Well, and even, even beyond seeing how it fits and, and seeing how that individual song that you like fits in with the album itself, I, I've come across a number of different albums where after I hear after I hear the remainder of the album, the single is not even close to my favorite yeah, song yeah. anymore. Yeah, like, that, that's and, that's when I realized it was listening to like uh, the Beatles, like Revolver, and um, yeah, uh, the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds, where you go, oh, everybody likes, wouldn't it be nice? But it's like you listen to the rest of it, go, well, this, some of this is weird, but and you listen to the whole thing, it makes sense. You know, it's it's yeah, an ebb yeah. and the flow, and they're they're saying something throughout this. And, and then you listen right. to even more modern ones. You go, oh, they're following that, you know, that whole idea there. there there's a reason. Sure. And there's a reason it's in this order. Yeah. Right. We, and the one thing that right. I've noticed with, with people that I've that I've written music with, like, they'll shoot to have a single. Like, there are a lot of EPs nowadays where it's kind of like this, the, the general way of doing things, at least to my knowledge, is to basically shoot for a single yeah. every single time. And you know, there's that's obviously a good strategy, you know, and and you could be very creative and groundbreaking within within that playbook. But the other thing that plays into it is that, like, even if you do go for the single only format, there's still going to be a, a way that the songs transition into each other yes. naturally anyway. So you're gonna want to arrange it in a certain way. You won't you won't be able to help it. You'll you'll want to arrange it in a certain way. So it it kind yeah. of by default is some kind of statement. And the, yeah. the other thing that this kind of gets me thinking of is like, so that's a very positive aspect of the, the modern state of, of, of media and music and all the, and all the like. But one of the, the unfortunate ends of it is actually not necessarily the technology itself. It's how some of these companies have pivoted um, to be, to be able to make money off the technology. So the way that, the street, well, not the even music. just the technology, but on the backs of the artists that are doing all the work. It's always been exactly. that way. It's always been that way. Always right. been that way. And like, so this is a this is a prime example of that. Um, so like the way that the streaming, at least the last I checked, the way that these uh, these streaming companies get hold of the music is they make a deal with the record label who owns all of the catalog, and the record label gets paid. It's basically like a purchase amount for all of this catalog, but the artist doesn't see any of that nope they see the streaming but the problem is, is that the streaming the amount that it's worth i mean you know without saying which song but i have a, a single that charted and, and made a little bit of money and i looked at what my my royalty statement was from pandora and for three hundred and fifty thousand times being played on pandora i made eight cents <sighs> you know what i mean like that's a crushing number Three hundred and fifty thousand times the product that I was a part of got got played, and you make eight cents off that. Now, to be fair, I mean, that's just one song, and that's just you know, that's one 
cycle period and if you have an entire record and that's that's not counting Spotify and YouTube and, and all the others but it's still nothing like you know if you if you were in a successful band that had a couple singles you could you could buy a house and and put away money because like hey man I spent all this time getting good at this thing and took a big risk and after all this work it paid off so now I can take some time off and figure out how I'm going to go into the last part of my life, you know, but that's just not yeah. the case. Anyway. That reminds Unless, me, I was just thinking of that Seinfeld episode when Jerry keeps getting those royalty checks for like eight cents, you know, like, and he has so many yeah. checks that he gets a carpal tunnel from signing them. <laughs> I'm sure you don't get written yeah, checks dude. like that anymore, but it's, it's very similar. <laughs> yeah. Well, not quite. And you know, what I think is interesting about that and it, it, it's, I, I, because you know, obviously, Ty. Because we're you know related at this point, um, yeah. you know, I, whoa, I've seen kind of the <laughs> the for those that don't already know, Tyler is my brother-in-law. Um, oh. But uh, you know, exclusive. I, I've seen the the amount of work that you put into doing what you did, and. It is it, it is disheartening for me as an outsider <laughs> that there wasn't more that you you know that that you were compensated for the work that you did, and I I don't know obviously I don't know necessarily the ins you know the the real ins and outs of it I don't know that we've ever really had you know a sit down conversation or that you even want to it's certainly none of my business if you don't sure we can but uh, you know I I think I don't know what part of that is. You know, the, the, you know, necessarily the deal between, you know, the band that you were a part of and the record company, and then the part of it that is the other members of the band and you. And it, it is what it is. But, sure. you know, there certainly is that kind of darker side to it that, that really has always, has always been there. I mean, the, the yeah. record company has kind of more control over a, a lot of that than I think a lot of people really think that they should. Definitely. But one of the ways I think with these, you know, kind of existing technologies and how the technology is moving forward that I think benefits the artists in some way is that there are more platforms that you can get your music out on. 100%. Um, you know, and that, there are and that there are platforms even you know just to name YouTube as one that right. you uh, that as an artist you could put music on without the need to have a record company at all without the need uh, to have actually, distribution without pressing records you know back in the old days yeah. right or the physical yeah, things that cost a lot of money and right right and the 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 only real downside to just releasing music that way is that you're not going to get that kind of you know, mainstream airplay on, you know, maybe XM radio or regular terrestrial radio, you know, by putting music out that way that you would get from the record company because they're going to be pushing your album to, right. you know, different radio stations and things like that. But on some level, at least from a creative standpoint, how do you know, how do you feel about putting music out? You know, in in other avenues, and not taking the the regular route of trying to go through a record company. Oh, dude, I that's actually, um, I think that in my personal opinion is the only way to go nowadays. Um, and it's mainly because like, so it's interesting. I was reading an article one time, and uh, I saw a lot of this firsthand, where it was it was talking about how like we live in the age of the rock stars that you've never seen before. Yeah. In the sense that, so everybody's 
instead of there being like so if you look at radio and and the reach that radio had as a, a pie proverbially instead of that being the big pie that everyone is aware of and everyone goes to and everyone consumes nowadays instead of there being one big pie there's hundreds of millions little of little baby pies that everyone has and there's enough for everybody baby but pies. it's basically like pilots yeah, you, if you will oh. pilots yeah exactly it's pie. <laughs> yeah so it's like you use the tools that are available now because like nowadays it's actually it, i think now more than ever it really is just about um, how passionately you pursue it, assuming that you've put enough passion and pursuit into becoming good enough. Because that's the thing. Like I'm, I really do think that in a lot of ways in today's day and age, one of the benefits of the various streaming services is that if you are good enough and you choose to pursue it, I really do think that, that you will be rewarded somehow. Um, and that's usually, Such you know, an that's usually I just... Like well, you know, and it's uh, it's fortunate because like the thing is, is that as a guitar player who was into super progressive technical metal, like I came up on on bands and dudes who like being underground in some capacity or or away from the mainstream was kind of just like that's where most of my heroes were. I had a couple kind of like mainstream idols that you would be like they would that are kind of household names but most of the dudes that like really influenced me were dudes that had kind of carved out their own spot in in the world of music um and sometimes they would get they would get big enough to where they would be they would have mainstream accessibility but they would still have the the street cred of the uh of the underground bands um so i carved out their niche yeah. yeah they carved out their niche and like so like in the instrumental progressive guitar player world like there's so many dudes that nobody knows who they are in the grand scheme of things. But like, you know, they put out videos, they, they put they write the album, they put good time and production into making a quality video, and they release the record. And then people who are other guitar nerds, like they're people in their niche respond and it's like it's like I feel like nowadays in order to be a rock star, instead of like having like the classic role of being like this arrogant, like larger than life person. I feel like these are the days of the humble rock star because it's like, listen, man, not only are there a million other people in this city doing the same thing you are, but about 10,000 of them are bad motherfuckers. So take a chill pill and just keep, (laughs) keep doing what you're doing, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I think, I think that it's had a, it's, it's had a, a handful of good and a handful of bad. And I do think that, in terms of like the traditional label route just the fact that you you just don't need them anymore man because like even even like like studio production stuff you know what i mean like the reason why records used to like you know mainstream pop records used to cost seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to do was like okay yeah like a the budgets were available because the money was there at the time but b more importantly the producer and the engineer the specialist like nowadays all of the stuff that you used to see in those studios it's all been converted to a digital a digital plugin that takes up hardly any space on your computer so like right yeah you you don't don't have to be sitting in front of a giant you know instrument bay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like like a, a perfect example of that is like one of the most iconic mixing consoles uh is called an SSL, a solid state logic. It's just a it's a big big board that you see in every major studio all over the yeah, place. Yeah, it's that and that's it. that classic 
you know board that you see in every sound in every sound studio yeah. in every in every movie that you've ever seen. You got one those speakers, yeah. they talk to the band. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly that. And it's like they're still so cool, and there's still such a cool vibe to them. But just one of them costs five hundred thousand dollars. Shit. And you know, and like, and not that it's not awesome, and not that it's not cool, but you're eventually that song that you're recording is going to be an mp3 yep right so you know like not that it's not awesome and not that i wouldn't love to record there given the opportunity the fact that i can get basically not the same thing but really close especially for the average listener you know you just don't you know it's just it's just a different game it's just totally different the tools are all in the hands of the artist now and that that's one of those things is that not you know 98 percent of the population are not audiophiles they're they're Mm -hmm. not going to be able to you know pick out the difference in you know a recording that was made on you know your traditional you know ssl setup or a recording that was made using you know software on somebody's macbook yeah yeah it's just well, not, if you put it on vinyl gonna you're gonna notice the difference uh, you're gonna notice the difference but i don't i can't, yeah, I, I can't notice. play vinyl on my phone right yeah right I, I, I i'm unfortunately not able to to load vinyl into the dash of my car so I, I, it, I can't it, do, devote an entire room of my house just to listening get out of here kids yeah, daddy's listening i mean <laughs> don't don't get me wrong like i, I mean I, I have a record player and i i have some vinyls and i i'm slowly increasing my collection um because i think it's neat um yeah, right. but it's not practical <laughs> yeah but it is like, just it, neat it's it's it, it, but that's the thing like it it, it it's okay to just be neat. Yeah, I mean that that's okay, and and it's okay yeah. to to put money into into your you know hobbies and likes that way. That that's okay, but it, it is it is not practical. And I I think one of the things that makes the the advent of these streaming music services so so amazing is that it's made musical variety in your everyday life way more practical uh, definitely oh, yeah. and what? one of the reasons that i that i frame it like that is i you know i think depending on on you know the environment that you grow up in unless you're growing up in you know a household that is playing a ton of different kinds of music or if you're growing up in an environment where you're exposed to a different a whole bunch of different kinds of music you're kind of pigeonholed for a little while within your your um, you know adolescence to you know either the the, the music that your friends like um, right. or the music that yeah. you're able to to kind of readily get a hold of sure. um, and that's not saying it's bad I mean I, I I you know when we were growing up it was it, it was you know the the internet wasn't a thing and uh, <laughs> it, you know you had to you know either go down to the the CD store or, or tape store or vinyl store or have and, your buddy make you and tape. pick up an album, right? Or yeah. have somebody make you a tape or uh, you know record things off the radio. You were kind of limited unless you were really no unless you knew what you were looking for. Yeah, um, dude. And and one of the things that makes streaming music so good right now is that I can go out and find new music as quickly or not quicker than. I can just scrolling through the library of music that I already have. 
and it, yeah. it it allows me to to have a way more open view on music than I used to, and and not that not that I thought other music was bad, but I I have a, a much more broad spectrum in terms yeah. of the appreciation that I have for different kinds of music yeah. than I ever did. You know, when I was younger. Now, uh, and hundred percent. Going back to what the the you know that it's neat but not practical. I there is part of me that misses going to those record shops that you know specialize in oh. things and talking to the dude. Oh yeah. But I mean, it's yeah, just, man, that's that, neat. It's not practical. Yeah, <laughs> it's neat. Yeah. But but there was something about that experience. Like like when I was growing up, the the yeah. record store in my town, which was already a small town, there was like nothing. But the record store in my town was called Spinners. <laughs> and uh, the, one of the guys that worked there actually was a – he was a teacher at my high school. Like, wow. So, like, during the summer, like, we'd, like, we'd always know. Like, we'd, we'd be able to go in and be like, hey, man, like, how's it going? Like, you know, talking. He was, and he was cool. And, you know, he had a ton of albums and, and music. He used to always bring stuff into class. Um, but uh, – I mean, he knew his stuff. He wasn't the music teacher. He was actually a, um, God, I'm trying to remember. No, I know I had like I had him for uh, speech. He had like a, a like a public speaking type class. Nice. Um, but uh, it was always it was always really neat to go in and talk to him because he he really had that kind of passion for music yeah. um, that not everybody did. You know, and, and it was it was it was well rounded. It wasn't one specific type. It was a it was a passion for music itself. Um, yeah. That and, and I think we've mentioned this before. You know, in in passing. Um, but it, I mean, music is just it, we are as a, as a species we are hardwired to to enjoy music. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know the you know regardless of whether or not you enjoy one or many kinds of music, it, it's a it is it whatever kind of music you enjoy i would venture to say touches your soul yeah. um i mean it is yeah. spectacular and and that's that's one of the things in in broadening my musical appreciation i i think my life is that much better for being able to have the ability to go through and and experience new things yeah i, I on a much more, you know, broad level than yeah, man. I, I did before the advent of, of streaming music service. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. like being a little nervous to go to that party that you said you'd go to, and you're kind of <laughs> dreading getting there the whole time. But then when you get there, you have an amazing conversation. You're like, man, I didn't see that coming. What a good night. I'm so glad this happened. Right. It's a great analogy. Right. Well, and and that's one of those things too, where it's like you know, it it reminds me that like that's how I used to get some of the weird music that I had, like like going and meeting with people and being like, yeah, dude, like you know, I I just got this bootleg of you know whatever band it was. It was like, yeah, let's take a listen, like let's listen to it and go through it, yeah. and, you know, it, and and you could tell that they were like you know pocket made back alley recordings of of live shows that were done, and but yeah. they, there was always something neat about that, and and. You know something, you know visceral on a different level that was you know you were listening to something that only a handful of people had listened to at that point. Yeah, you yeah, know it was dude. it was really those people that were there, those those people that actually experienced it, and you at that point. And it's it, you yeah. know the making that connection, especially when music is already a connection that is so easy to make. 
was yeah. I mean that was the way to go and I I feel sometimes that you know that's when you, when you kind of dive down the rabbit hole um it, it's like diving down the YouTube rabbit hole when you when you dive down to the rabbit oh, hole of different music and bands 3 like, hours later I mean you can right yeah. like it's so easy to fall into that trap like of oh hey let's listen to this song and like then it's like hey if you like this song you might like this song and you can uh-huh. kind of keep going through and just kind of falling down into these but holes have you heard this just, and you put your headphones on your butt you know? right yeah like dude. that's it, it it's it's crazy how ingrained that is um you know really into our everyday lives at this point like i've you know i i, I purchased a pair of bluetooth headphones um not too long ago maybe four months ago at this point um and it's one of those things that it, it has really kind of turned me on to the fact that wired headphones are really kind of annoying yes. when you're trying to, <laughs> when you're really just trying to listen to the music, like having wires hanging around your like face and body is really distracting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's made things so much, so much easier to kind of escape into that musical realm having streaming music and being able to just kind of turn it on and, and go. Um, yeah. And having that level of control over it. Yeah, I agree. Um, the only, it's, so it's like in the access that it's provided, the, it's, and again, it's that, I think the point that you just made is, is why it's moreover, definitely a good thing. Cause my musical vocabulary is, is so much broader than it was and i attribute that largely to youtube <laughs> um yeah but I, I you know we were talking about um you know just kind of back in the day having to go to the cd store and like you know talk to the guy and like you know like take off the tape and do the whole thing and it made me the smell think of this thing too, that yeah <laughs> the smell yeah and, yeah everything man like this shit the smell the fact in the that air, whatever like, adhesive they used on that little tape strip at the top of the cd was like the strongest adhesive known to man it probably gave us cancer too (laughs) oh yeah lots of cancer um but someone said something to me one time because we were talking about um you know just the how much access people have to not only all of this artist's work but the artists themselves you know and he was like tell me if it was 1970 and you knew that kiss instead of being these fire breathing rocking monsters that were actually kind of satanic and devilish if you knew that they were sitting in a bus in a walmart parking lot arguing over who shit on the bus yeah like (laughs) would you still would you still be lost in the in the show would you still have escaped into the world where these were actually maybe some kind of monster that you didn't know about probably why the costumes were so well in that time period yeah. Dude. Why are your like, socks are these? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, like, and I, I, and I think if nothing else, uh, and I I thought you were going a different direction with with the the comment that you were going to make on that tie, which is totally fine. I, I it's not a big deal, but I, I think if nothing else, one of the things from you know to kind of take the other stance because obviously I I think that you know streaming music services overall are are a relatively good thing from a consumer standpoint um but from from an artist standpoint you know i wonder if it doesn't make people less inclined to 
you know, seek out live shows to, uh, you know, and, and to actually seek out the actual purchase of, you know, material from the artist because they can go out and get it so kind of read, you know, readily. Are you talking about merch? (laughs) Well, not only merchandise, but the albums themselves. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, and and, I mean, I've bought, you know, close to my share of albums over the last few years, but nothing compared to what I used to buy. No. Um, I mean, I, I had CD books upon CD books of those, you know, hundred cd cases that you know that i mean that was like a that was like a source of pride when we were coming up man it was like you know oh yeah let me see your cd book like and it's it's like yeah. okay, they were like, so big and unwielding you know I, it's like but th- that was the best way <laughs> yeah, to do it oh but dude yeah like that i mean i i had i had that big like you know what it what essentially amounts to a three ring binder uh-huh um it like a, weighs like, like 20 like pounds four, right like a four inch yeah. three ring binder yeah that was just full of CDs that I would keep in my car under my seat. Oh, no. Like, I'll take it one yeah. step further. That, you have that already in your car, but then you want to keep things readily available. So you'd have the visor one. So you could just oh, take the it. visor ones were terrible. <laughs> so you could just yeah. take them out of the visor. And you could, you know, could <laughs> shuffle them around like that. Right. Well, and that's the, that's one of the things that always made me laugh is like you got these people now that say that cell phones are, are causing people to be way more distracted on the road. And while I don't disagree with that, I don't think it's any more distracted than I was flipping through a CD book on the middle of the highway. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's shit. Dude, I mean, that's a like real thing. The cages or whatever I guess we could call it were so floppy and weird too. You know, it's like they weren't easy to get right. through. Not well, and then, all. and then, you know, because one of the things that that my me and and my group of friends did was we took the the album art out of the CD cases and stuck it in the sleeve also. So the the I, I did <laughs> the that for pages, a little while, but yeah, because it looks cool. Well, what gets yeah, well, what gets really annoying though is when you get a new album by by an artist. Because of course I had mine arranged by artist, so then I had to like of course rearrange the entire book. Because I got a new album. <laughs> well, then you had yeah. to go like in high fidelity autobiographically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, the just the the, but, the cry out that was that was. But that's what like I, I think that's kind of what I was getting at is there there was a certain level of of you know pride in ownership. Yeah, that way of, of the albums themselves and everything at that point that I think I, I think has become lost. Yeah, you know, and it's not that you know it's not that you can't still go out and buy albums. It's just it it goes back to that practicality issue. It's not practical to carry around, you know, fifteen pounds of CDs. Still like that. can't believe we did like, that. Yeah. But, I mean, how else were we <laughs> right. going to do it? Right, there was no other way. It wasn't, you know, MP, you know, MP3 players weren't a thing at that point. You couldn't plug, you know, my my car at that point didn't have a USB cable or a, you know, an aux yeah. input. A US what? Like, <laughs> the the right what? the the closest thing that I had, you know, to any of that was I had the cassette adapter for my for my Walkman. Oh that, God, those! Things. I still to this I still to this day think they're they're actually magical. I, I don't understand yeah, yeah. how that works. The technology. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I kind of feel like... Oh, sorry. No, I, I it just... You know, I think part of the mystique of that time period and prior, you know, when, when streaming music wasn't a thing, is 
you know, you were more inclined to, to go seek out a live show for a band to, yeah. to maybe hear hear some of that material that that they're testing out and, and putting out. And, and uh, you know, whereas now, you, I mean, you've got bands that are just throwing, you know, half-done songs on YouTube just to get more views and more hits. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. And the art suffers and... It's taking it's taking its toll on uh, on the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just it's taking its toll on the fidelity of the live show. Yeah, like sure. you know sure. the 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 appeal of actually spending money and you know buying the tickets and going and and seeing the band live and having that experience because as much as as much as seeing the band is the point of buying those tickets having that experience of actually going to that show and being in that environment is its own you know has its own value yeah yeah it's kind of it kind of makes me think of like out of all the drinks that you love <laughs> and that you like to have when was the last time that you were genuinely like grateful and thankful that you had water Oh, it's oh. not that long ago, actually, for me. <laughs> yeah. I, well, sure, I, fair enough. The point being, like, it's a thing that's so widely available. Right. It, it, it's I like, drink oh, man, way more isn't... water right now than I used to. So yeah, water is way more important part of my day right now than than most other things. Dude, do you have a favorite company or a favorite kind of water? Yeah, the one that comes out of my I, fridge. Whatever, yeah, whatever water is cold <laughs> and... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's more the receptacle you get it from. Doesn't now, taste but... like dirt. Yeah, I'm drinking a lot of carbonated water these days. Interesting. I like carbonated water. Yeah. Now, hey, I was so, gonna get get back on the, uh, so, the live music thing here. I, I yeah, at my advanced age, uh, I went to a festival over the weekend, just uh, this past weekend, and uh, it was a punk rock festival. It was punk and Drublick. Uh, no effects was supposed to be there, but <laughs> they said some horrible things during the week and. They, oh no! Really? Yeah the 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 guitar player made a comment about the Vegas shootings about how the, oh well they're, at least they were country fans or something like that. So oh, I, I wow, I'm not gonna that. mince words that I wasn't really too disappointed not to see them there. But and, and huh. they replaced them <laughs> with uh, the Descendants, which was like a, it's like a teenage favorite of mine. So it was all good. But I, you know, I don't get to see a lot of live shows, and then to go and see basically like you know two days worth of live shows was just you know, it made you feel alive <laughs> to, you know, experience yeah. with, talk to the, the people at the campsite afterwards about the show. I mean, it's, it's like, hadn't felt that in a long time and it was, it was awesome. I, I'm glad yeah, you brought dude. that up, Aaron. Cause I, one of the things that I was going to say is I feel like, and, and I don't know if this is a byproduct of not being able to get as many people into individual band shows anymore. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot more festival shows Definitely. now than there was before. Like it's 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 almost every show that you hear of somebody going to, it's like five or six different bands. Now is it yeah, and more economical or when, is it what the people want right now? That's uh, that's the I, I mean I don't know. I think it's, I think a, it's probably I think it's a, a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think they're trying to bring in as many people as as possible, and to do that, they're trying to get as many big names as they can. And I mean, and they had great yeah. beer at this festival too, so that was a good draw as well. That was yeah, the, part of the cool. selling point. So you know, yeah, I, I get. I mean, yeah, man. I just I don't get to see very many shows anymore. It's just where I'm at in life, and, and sure, it 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 was fu- it was fun. It was fun to just go let loose and 
you know i, I got to see the mighty mighty boss tones <laughs> it's like i yeah. still they, they're still one of the bands that i would really like to see well they're man they can, can they can mesmerize a crowd i'll you know just three days ago um everybody's filthy it smells like crap um bo <laughs> like you wouldn't believe boss tones come out white suit jackets ties <laughs> it's just like it's amazing that was it's amazing yeah and they like, still I, have that dude I, that dances i still <laughs> remember when that first like big boston cd came out and like i remember hearing um impression that i get obviously on the radio 97 but then i picked up but right but then i picked up the album <laughs> and there's so many great songs on that oh, album. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dickie Barrett is such a great frontman. He still is. Twenty years later, you know, it, it's it's it, it was it was wonderful to see. It's like wow, look at these guys. But you know, they really uh, kind of helped make ska kind of more mainstream back in the '90s because they were in Clueless. <laughs> and yeah, you, you know, and that wasn't they did not play the impression that I get. That was two years before that song. So. You know, and that that's something I, that was something I dug back then, so <laughs> it was really cool to see. God, dude, yeah. ska! I haven't even thought about that word hasn't been in my vocabulary see, for and, 10, and, 10 years. And, and I, I was thinking there too at, at the time. You know, like like people like like shit on it. You go oh, like in the nineties, oh, you like ska and stuff. People were digging that man. It was a lot of fun. It was as fun now as it was back yeah. then. And, and it's yeah. like yeah. it's <laughs> you want to see a fun show, you know. You, Go see the Boston's. <laughs> it's great. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, how, how do you not like it? I mean, it's that, that's one of those uh, ska is one of those types of music that just kind of gets in your bones. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's super upbeat and like it's. Uh, I mean, how, I it's one, I just don't believe you if you say you don't like it. It's like, one of the only it things that is, gets me but, to dance. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I feel like, oh, oh yeah, God. here we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's something. There's something about the you know the horns and everything else that just it all comes together perfectly, and it just makes you want to move. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, and reminds me of Tony Hawk Underground. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, dude, that's such a great game. God, I love. That's not, yeah, it's such a great soundtrack too, man. So right. many great bands. I tell you, I loved growing up right. in the '90s though. <laughs> that's a, that's a, yeah. Lot, yeah, a lot of man. fun, weird stuff then, you know. And yeah, yeah, really, there really, really was. It, it was. It was its own special time. When, when else yeah. could Scott actually been mainstream for a minute, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and, you know, that was one of those other things that, you know, it just, yeah. And I think that's I think that's part of it is just when we grew up and how these things came yeah. into yeah. To being. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Because, you know. That's it, why Lincoln Park grabbed me, man. Like, they were the, they were, like. They were the. I had never heard anything like that before, and I was twelve because that's right when I started playing guitar. And they were like the band that I got into to play the guitar to sound like. And it was just like, I remember, I remember how much it meant to me at the time. And like, music means a lot to me now. But like, I remember how much it really meant to me then. And it's yeah, like, man. Yeah, it, there's. Even, yeah. Link, link, yeah, I've I've made no secret of the fact that I like Linkin Park. They're arguably one of my favorite bands. I'm gonna yeah. say um, that I never liked them, but that, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I respect I, your I uh, your feelings, you know. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. it, mu- music has different things to everybody, and it just like mm. 
I I always I liked their first album, but uh, you know I liked Hybrid Theory, but Meteora was really like the album that like just kind of hooked me in and and I never let go. Dude, like, I liked it, it when came out. They had Jay Z with them. Added, <laughs> the Jay Z stuff because like, I <laughs> yeah that it, was cool. It came out at a time where like it just it just worked. It was for me it, like it, and it it, yeah. it stayed in my car. For so long, and it's it was something yeah. that it, I mean, it wasn't my thing. I was into punk rock and, and weird stuff at that time, but it we needed that. It was a reaction to um, boy, you know, boy bands basically, kind of kind of like how grunge was like a reaction to the, the hair bands in the eighties, and yeah, just like yep. generally the lack of that- non hair band rock and roll in the eighties, and you get these dudes that don't give a fuck and they're just rocking. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that whole kind of new metal scene, like just really it 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 picked up right at the right time for me. Like those bands will always have a special place. Like you know, Lincoln Park, Papa Roach, Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, you know the you know it just except Limp Biscuit. Fuck you, Fred. <laughs> no man, there's I'm dude, kidding. I'm kidding. Limp Biscuit, like I. I, and West, Fred Durst is, West is kind of weird. Borland? Like, right, West Borland is <laughs> yeah. like he dresses don't funny, get me wrong. wears makeup, and crazy costumes. Limp, Limp uh, Biscuit almost—I I, would—I would almost say shouldn't work, but there's a lot of it that does. Yeah, like, no, hey man, on paper, complete failure. Yeah, they were all yeah, great. Like, they were all great players. I mean, Fred any, Durst any was band good at doing that, that has, thing. A, has an album titled. <laughs> the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. I mean, <laughs> and uh, yeah. it was popular. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, it just. It, and like, they weren't ween. Uh, you know? It's like. Right. Right. Ween. There was our chocolate and cheese that was at. Like, there's just. There's something about. You know, and, and it, it, you know, it, it, it helped that when all of that stuff was coming to popularity, I was like, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. Right, right. And it yeah. just, you know, it, it spoke to me at the right time that, you know, kind of angsty, kind of just in your face, like, but not truly hardcore metal. Like, yeah. yeah. It's it was it was it was the right mix of metal oh, God, and alternative. Who wants metal? Yeah, Jeez, dude. Ty, right? No, well, and that's that's no, what's I, interesting though. Like it, that, yeah. that that kind of comes back to my point with the streaming music. Like I, I never metal was never my thing. Like hardcore metal no, was never I, my thing. And yeah. but getting to hear kind of more than what the singles are played on the radio. Like yeah, well, I, I have a much deeper appreciation for you know bands like uh, like Killswitch Engage and yeah. Five Finger Death Punch and Slipknot and yeah. I mean that there's there's a whole level of talent within these bands that I I don't think is truly able to be appreciated until you listen to more of their music. Well, I had a, yeah. I had a similar like uh, experience with Rush. Because when I was in high school, like I, I knew a lot of dudes that liked Rush, and I listened to like, why do you guys like this? This is super weird, and, and it's really dorky. <laughs> and it's like, listen to how he sings. Like, I can't believe you guys like this. And and then like the last fifteen years, it's like, no, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, there's something really majestic a little bit about of, Rush. A little songs. bit of age yeah. and, and maturity, <laughs> and, and you know, I I saw him, I saw yeah, him dude. once too. You know, like I saw him live at, at the queue, and it's just, just man. It, it, 
But you're one of the one of the last because that'll never happen again. No, unfortunately. No. And, and you know, if you would have said that to like 15 year old me, and you're like, you're like, no, you're you're not. That you're you're yeah. never gonna like this stuff. You, you, listen to how weird he is. You know, it's like yeah, dude. It's like that's how I feel about a lot of music, man. There's a lot of stuff that that just never for one reason or another my emotional palette wasn't served right by many styles of music many artists but now like i don't know man i don't know i don't it's probably just like you know the 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 occasional bludgeoning that we all take in life from time to time where it's just like yeah. all of a sudden there's this new range of emotions that yeah. you didn't know you had yeah and or, if you or need something something for you've it, heard before oh, speaks a little that, differently that's than absolutely right that that's absolutely part of it there's a there's definitely a level of having more life experience gives you a better appreciation for different kinds of music yeah well because you can relate to them in different ways i have, I have yeah, kind of like a weird sure. story like going back to that punk and drug thing uh me first in the gimme gimmies were supposed to open up and that's pretty no effects <laughs> very very heavy they just do cover songs if you're not familiar with them but they put out their first cool. album it's all like 70s like soft rock and stuff like that uh you know like elton john and, and uh you know rocket man was on there i'm listening to this i'm like this is great and i'm like wait is this stuff actually okay in its original form and then you're going like uh, some of this is okay in its original form this is yeah. this is good songwriting it took yeah, you know uh, so deep into punk that it's like you know it's kind of like opened my eyes to you know kind of gets you out of the stupor i guess but you know, it's just, sure. it's just weird. It's like I have a new appreciation for John Denver and James Taylor. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love James Taylor. Dude, that, that took me a long time too. But yeah, there's something super relaxing about listening to James Taylor. <laughs> yeah, he's just like the guy. Like if you need to just like sit down and think about your life, James right. Taylor. Just, just, like 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 there needs to be like a Moby James Taylor mashup. <laughs> Moby, <laughs> like, dude, because. That would be like the most chill music ever. Well, one like, well, well, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel does that to me too. Just, oh, dude, oh, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel is amazing. Like that yeah. was actually one of the first. Like, I I had my my parents bought me really weird albums before I started buying my own music. I grew up on at, show at tunes. First, like, just full I, disclosure, <laughs> dude. One of the first one of the first albums that my parents bought me, and it was on a it was on cassette, and I think I was in I don't know third or fourth grade. Was the Vanilla Ice album? I, I love this image right now. Yeah, like, dude. dude. I mean, it, it was like, and it was like, it, I mean, it was straight up like 1989. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I had a, God. I had a, I had an orange, or a, was it? No, it was yellow. I had a yellow cassette player that my parents got me, and they, of course, with it. Wait, they, you know, wait a second. They bought me the Vanilla Ice tape. Side note. You're, you're That's talking about hilarious. the yellow cassette tape. Are you talking about like a, a boombox? You talking about a Walkman? No, no, it was a boombox. Right. But it was. Do small. you remember? It was like the size of your keyboard. Like if you stood yeah. up your keyboard, it was like that big. Oh, I remember those. Wow. But do, do you uh, when I when you said yellow and I think cassettes, all I could think of was the Sony Walkman Sport, the coolest yes. Walkman ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody wanted one. I had one, and it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So, but then to give you to give you a little bit of range of of the kinds of things that I grew up with before I was old enough to go to the store on my own and, and buy my own stuff, I at then 
a few years down the road from that, and I, and I had a few like miscellaneous tapes here and there. I actually had uh, my mom ended up giving me like a bunch of like old cassette tapes that she had like from when she was young. So I, I as I had well as Tears for, for like, Fears songs from the Big Chair. Yeah, well, dude, like I mean, it was you know stuff. Looking back on, it, I was like, man, this is like classic stuff. Like I had, I had, uh, I had Tommy the Who. I yeah. had Cat uh, Stevens. I had. Uh, mm-hmm. Simon and Garfunkel. I had like, I mean, it was like yeah. th- this. This was like a like who's who. It's the the cornerstone tapes of, from like the seventies, you know, right? Like yeah. everything. So, you know, and then a few years down the line, I, I get a I get a CD boombox. And what's Whoa. the first CD? The 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 first oh the, the I first remember those. individual CD that I get. Yeah, it was it was a Sony. You'd see it's you, in my garage. It in the it's top, in my parents' you press garage. The and it pops up. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. the first individual CD that I get is Garth Brooks in pieces. Like, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, okay. That's not what I expected. So, right. So, and I'm like, okay. So, I'm listening to it. And, like, it's if you've never listened to it, you should go out and listen to Garth, Brook in, Garth Brooks in pieces. Because yeah. it, it has quite a good number of really good tunes on it and it's it, he's you know, a great songwriter man garth brooks is like the he's like the rock and roll country artist i like, i've never uh, never gotten over the garth brooks thing because it was like when it was popular was when i was like you 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 couldn't pay me to listen to country music and it's <laughs> right. I, I mean and even now it's like really am i you know, just, and, and yeah. I like stuff with the twang. I mean, you play some bluegrass music, and I kind of want to dance because it's kind of in my blood. You know, I got some yeah, plenty dude. of Appalachian relatives, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, oh, real quick though, but that that was the that they, there were like three things that they played at high school dances when I was in high school that I never understood why people liked, and Friends in Low Places was one of them. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? Why are people listening to this? Um, <laughs> it makes it makes no sense to me. Um, like and people are are, are 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 singing to this, and I didn't live in the country. You know, I grew up in the suburbs. And then the other one, uh, the other big one was uh, what was that? Uh, Meatloaf, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And I go, oh, people like this God. too. I don't, I don't understand this. Why, you know? And, and then they play the end of the road, you know, by Boys to Men. I understood that a little better, but you know, still. So that was the, yeah. That was that's my Garth Brooks experience. <laughs> yeah. So the second the second album the second CD that I owned and it was actually a it, it was a ten pack of CDs and it was it was ten discs ten tracks a disc and it was the classical masters like whoa it, it so I had I had two CDs at the time that I got a CD uh, that I got a CD boombox one was Garth Brooks in pieces. And then went with the other was a ten disc classical music collection. Like, <laughs> wow, dude! Well, I mean, bet that I bet that classical one had some jams on it, though. Dude, there was some uh, there was some awesome music there. Like, yeah. I mean it, you know, and it what it did, and you know, I'd I'd have to go back through and actually find the album, but I, I believe it went by almost like era, like, and it you know the, it grouped together a whole bunch of you know composers and and you know kind of like a who's who of the time period that they were putting it through um and and what it was and it was it was actually really neat i'm kind of sad that i don't have it anymore sure well i'm sure you Um, can i'm sure you can find something very similar now now (laughs) now, full disclosure i am actually a classically trained musician and how dare you i don't listen to (laughs) that's like (laughs) that stuff's work 
You know, that's not, yeah. that's not stuff I listen to for fun. That that's where the punk yeah. the, the punk came from. Uh, you know, it's sure. like the escape from uh, you know the the serious stuff that I'm studying. So I mean, I like like uh, the planets by Gustav Holst. Like that's that's something that really kind of you know got me going. Uh, even you know back back in high school even, but. You know, oh Gustav, your music is so good. Yeah, even though he's English, but you know, I, I, that was not something that really found its way into my CD players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I never really like. It's weird. I I was so attracted to more aggressive styles of music, uh, pretty much from uh, the moment that I was twelve forward. Um, there was a lot of stuff that I just tuned out for the longest time. A lot of country didn't pay any attention at all. Uh, classical music, I still had a deep respect for, but it didn't make me feel things most of the time. Some pieces definitely would, a hundred percent. Like I yeah. get, like you get emotional yeah. and get worked up over it. Um, but it wasn't really like. It, it, there was an itch that wasn't being scratched uh, in my in my young adolescence. That's what uh, I played. You know, that's not what. Yeah. You know, and I enjoy playing that stuff, and and you know, I, I feel different things when I'm playing it than than yeah. listening to it. So, you know, we're almost polar opposites on this end. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's uh, uh, it's that yin yang symbol. Yeah, it yeah, is the, it's uh, cool. It is the balance of everything, my son. You you you've got your guitar. I have my bassoon. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, that's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful sound. Yeah. Do you have a favorite bassoonist? Uh, I can't think of any right now. I used to know all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you ever work on bassoon chops, or do you spend most of your time just teaching people how to be awesome? My, my chops are shit. Um. <laughs> yeah, dude. I know the feeling. It happens. Yeah. It. It. You know, when you're not devoting that kind of time into it, they they fall apart. But. Um, yeah, and, and you know, having two small children does not help. Uh, they they're yeah, not going to let you just go woodshed for an hour, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I would imagine the stuff. So, but yeah, yeah man. I, sorry you know, if I derailed I remember. there for a second. But oh no, no, it's great. No, you're good. Um, I, you know, yeah. it's we're getting to the point where we're we're approaching an hour, so I think we're going to wrap it. Yeah, uh, classically trained bassoonist, punk rock but... festival over the weekend. That's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That's a good way to be, though. That, I mean, there was a bunch of ska bands that so you know there was a bunch of horn players. Not, no no bassoons, but I did maybe play saxophone in some ska bands. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. Hey. Well, and, you know, and just kind of getting back to my original point, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't have the appreciation for most, you know, musical avenues today that I do now if it wasn't for the the ease of accessibility right. of some of the music now and I, you know i'm at the very least appreciative to streaming music services for that because I, I think it it greatly widens your horizon as far as musical and you know, same i do availability i do plenty of that i just hope the musicians are getting some money you know yeah, and, sure. and that's kind of where i'm at too like i, I you know i i can only hope that the musicians and the artists are actually being properly compensated because it's disappointing they've, they've to me never, when they've never been right, and <laughs> uh, you know that that I think is what's most disappointing to me is because that's who I really want to have my money. Yeah, you know when I'm going and, and purchasing albums, I want the majority of that to go to the artist because that's where that's where that lives. That's where the talent is. That the talent is not at the record label. 
that, that they're not creating those records. These are things that are coming from the artists themselves. And right. that needs to be recognized more because just because you put it together and, and, and you packaged it and sent it out doesn't mean that, that you deserve the majority of the money for it. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Keep your hands off my stash, you dirty <laughs> dog. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I pretty much have the exact same sentiment. I would probably only add um, that I hope that no matter what happens to where, like, because there will probably be some revolutionary piece of technology that changes the whole game again, and then we're all going to be like, oh, remember when we were just streaming stuff? Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, two years I ago. I just hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'll be like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, I just, life was so quaint back then, you know? <laughs> the good old days. Yeah, and the good old days of Spotify and Pandora. and um, I just hope whatever continues to develop just fosters creativity and just gives more accessibility to people to be creative and create things that make people feel stuff. And maybe yeah. making mixtapes for people again. Legit. Hey man, yeah. You're trying to you're trying to woo that lady. Put those liner like, put those liner notes in there, man. But actual cassettes, you know, I remember doing that back in the old days. <laughs> yeah. You know, I missed that hey. too. Not 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 to wooing the ladies, but um the <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the tactile sensation of the cassette. But yeah. believe me, I and I the effort that it took. No one. Yes, it, that was a lot of work, and all the yeah, handwriting in the, in the little because you only had that little bit of surface area on that paper. But and waiting for the the perfect time to actually get the song off the radio. Yeah, ha- right. having to having to record it off the radio and make sure that you started it late enough where you didn't pick up the DJ, and then ended the recording soon enough so you didn't pick up the DJ. And then and then it was just ruined if they just cut if they talked over the end of the song like fuck you. Then once you finish the tape waiting for the response. You know? Is this gonna this meant a lot to me, you know, these songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I digress. And on that note Let's reconvene in two years to discuss how streaming is so silly. <laughs> yeah, right, right. How quaint. Yeah. Oh, we'll be here. Service. Will you? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be... I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in the cloud at that point. I won't even be here. And you'll still be consuming music though. It'll just be a different experience. We'll still I'll be, be in the, the matrix. Music, man. Yeah. That's a damn good point. It's just matrix all the way down. <laughs> right on. God damn it. Alright, fellas. It was fun. All right. Having a conversation. Yeah. It was a good talk. Yeah, so. absolutely. That was great. All right, everyone. We'll uh, we'll catch you next week. And uh, until then. Stay out of trouble. Have a good night. Good yeah. night, y'all. <laughs>